0: Tonight is a—it's uh, a sermon, but it's more so um, a little bit about the future of our church. It's a little bit about, about a, a vision casting um, time, um, about something that's happening in church that will impact the future of our church. Um, to give you a bit of context, um, there's there's two stories. Um, that I'm going to share with you tonight. Um, Really, there's three stories. The first one is, I'll just make this stuff up as I go. Um, Six years ago, this is the first story. Uh, Six years ago, we started the Chapel Sydney, um, the church as we know it, um, six years and three months ago or something. Um, And when we started, we started not because... God gave us this amazing dream and vision to go and start a church. Um, If we're honest, we started because we kind of, um, the church that we were at started moving in a direction that we didn't believe God wanted us to go. And so instead of staying and being um, problematic or not... um, aligning ourselves to the vision of the larger church we felt God saying to leave and then a whole bunch of people said well we'll come too." and then we thought oh, okay what shall we do oh let's start a church oh okay let's start a church you know um, we had no idea what it meant to start a church we had no idea and I promise you um six years on it's not like Someone once asked me, they said, you know, when you started the church six years ago, is this what you imagined? And I said, I didn't imagine anything. It was just business as usual for us, just in a different location. And we didn't really know. We really really didn't know. We didn't even know if we'd survive six months. Um, The fact that we were we're six years in is really, you know, all glory to God. Um, And as church has gone, people have come and gone. You know, we've had peak periods where we've had you know, many new people, and then we've had lower periods where people, uh, many of those people left. You know, we're up and down, up and down, six years. Um, but we come to this year, and this is where the fun starts. And I want to share with you two big stories tonight. And, and these two stories are going to context, um, uh, I guess, one of the new directions in our church um, the reason why I share this uh, sort of stuffed up the order, hey, I'm just so excited. I don't, I just don't know what to start with. Um, we're also doing spring sewing. Uh, we'll get into that later. Okay. Anyway, we'll get into that. I'll share you the story first. Okay. So story one. Okay. So you guys know how dominoes work, right? Well, not the game dominoes, but how dominoes fall over, right? One domino falls, which causes another domino to fall, which causes another domino to fall and this is what this whole vision is all about it's about dominoes now domino number 1 is one of our leaders um anthony Bjorn. okay this is a very personal um anthony Bjorn has been with us since the beginning of our church he he started um uh with me anyway probably about 7 years 7 years 8 years 7 years i don't know it's been it seems like ages um Anthony is one of the most faithful members um, and leaders in our church. Um, he is single. <laughs> Lord, close their eyes. <laughs> um, he, is, um, he was a student when we first met, um, finished his, his master's, and now he works. And, and he, he's one of the most faithful, but one of the craziest things is he lives in Campsie. Now, if you don't know where Camsey is, Camsey's far. That's where it is. It's just far. Okay. Um, Anthony has driven from Camsey to Chatswood, not just on Sundays, but he has life group midweek in in Chatswood as well. So he drives in midweek as well. And then we'll have like prayer meetings on a Friday night, and he'll drive in on a Friday night. You know. And then there's like ministry leaders meetings, and and then he'll he'll drive in. And, you know, there were times where he was driving three times a week. Now, I'm going to invite Anthony up because I had a meeting with Anthony on my birthday because he bought me lunch that day. And he sat me down and he said to me, I'll say the hard part and you can tell the easier part. Anthony says to me, Steve, I've got something serious that I want to tell you. And I thought, it's either he's getting married, which is a problem because I, I I don't even know if he's dating <laughs> Um, he's sick or you know something that I don't know and he says um, from the second half of this year so we met in April second half of this year um, he's going to seriously pray about either moving out of his house in Kamsi and changing jobs which is down in like Cogra south And actually moving closer to church or moving church closer to home. Now, I want him to explain to you why, okay, before we kick him out. Okay,
1: just why, what was it that brought that up for you? Okay, so um, I'm sure most of you guys know, but um, I went to Cambodia at the beginning of the year. um, So... I think from then, I feel like God was really pushing on my heart of a local church. So, um, what? How they did church where they invited their friends, 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 um, or they served the community in the area. So, they used to, you know, off, like create jobs, um, you know, offer daycare, teaching them English, teaching them education and stuff like that. So I think coming back from Cambodia, I really felt like I wanted to do. Something like that, you know, like I feel like going to Chaswood, was good for me, but it wasn't impacting anyone that I was close to, you know. I would say, you know, hey, come to church, and they're like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. And I'm like, oh, where is it? And they're like, oh, Cheshwood. And They're like, where's Chaswood. <laughs> I've never been to Chaswood or the other side of the bridge. So I think, yeah, just all of my fans, my family, they all live in KMC, Belmore, you know, Stratfield, Belwood. So I think... Yeah, I just felt like I was feeling very limited in what I could do um, with church. So I think that's one of the reasons why I told Steve, you know, I feel like that's something that God put on my heart and something that I really feel like um, it's, you know, glorifying God a bit more. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that's why I told Steve.
0: And he paid for lunch that day, so thanks, Anthony. so that's part one. This dissatisfaction of not being local. And, and, and you know, he would get to life group and his life group leader would say, yeah, by the time Anthony gets to life group, he's so tired because he's been driving for 50 minutes that he can't really engage in the life group as much as he wanted to. So he's not effective. So that was just this random domino that fell in April. The next domino fell a little bit before that actually uh, march i think it was um we started having a growing um it's on facebook it's like it's it's you can use whatever photos you wanted that are on facebook that's that's public property um in our congregation we started a gr- a group of um how do i say this a growing number of people were coming to our church from the Stratfield Burwood area, right? At the, at the peak, at the peak we, did, we did some stats. It was like 14.8% of our congregation, right? Which is about 3 out of 20, were coming from this area and coming consistently, not just one off, like consistently. And so it's like, okay, that's great. Um, what do we do with them? You know, how do we how do we serve them? How do we um, cater for them? How do we minister to them when they live so far? All right? So that was the second domino. Third domino uh, is Pastor Ray Cheng. Now this is our church coach. Um, just like sports players have coaches, churches and pastors have coaches too. And this is our church coach. Uh, pastor Ray is a, uh, he's a senior pastor of a church called Ambassador Church in California. And he, previous to that, he planted a church over in uh, Washington, and now he's in LA. He lectures in church planting. That's his thing. It's all about church planting. And he came to Sydney at the end of April this year, um, not because he had any business in Sydney, but because he had a conference in New Zealand. And from America's perspective, New Zealand and Australia are right next to each other. So you just get on a bus and pretty much go over. And that's how he thought. He just said, oh, well, I'm already in New Zealand. I don't know why I keep using the accent when I say New, <laughs> New Zealand. Um, and so he came, and 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 he was sick as a dog that week. It was pretty funny. But he came, and, and we started sharing with him, because I do this all the time. I, sh- I was sharing with him what was happening at church. So I told him about Anthony. I feel like I'm going to be losing one of my leaders. That's what I said, you know, one of my real committed young, you know, leaders. And I felt like, oh, you know, that's really sad that, you know, and, and he wants to leave because he wants to serve God. And then I told him, you know, and then we're getting this, you know, this, um, this, this spike of, of people coming from the Burl-Stratford area, and I don't know what to do for them. How do I cater for them? Do I go down? Do I do, I do a Bible study with them? So I tell them to join our Bible studies. They're not gonna drive Chatswood three times a week, you know, what do I do? And because Pastor Ray is a church planter, he just threw this little bomb out. He was, Hey, why don't you start a church in Stratfield? And I was like, Yeah, because you know, every other day you start churches, right? And he just threw it out there and we talked through a bunch of stuff and let's just say it's just another domino, okay? And then the final domino was from Fresh Hope. Now, Fresh Hope is our uh, denomination, our movement um, that we're a part of. And in May, we have a uh, one-week conference for all the pastors and leaders. And about 400 people get together and and they, they share about their vision, the direction, and all the things, bits and pieces. And on the last morning... On the last morning, the the head of our movement gets up and he says that in our next 50 years as a movement, there are five things that they want to focus on. And one of them was pioneering, starting new faith movements or new faith expressions. And pretty much um, he said, if we're not a movement that's starting new churches, we're a movement that's going to die. And that, that landed really heavy on my heart. I think that was the point for me where domino, 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 domino. And then it was like, bomb. I was like, is this what you want, God? Like it feels like it's just like domino, domino, domino. It, it feels like it's just making sense, making sense, making sense. And then just affirmation after affirmation after affirmation. And so I shared this with our board. Um, We shared this with our pastoral staff. Um, We spent time praying. Uh, We spent time considering all these things. And we've landed on this. We really believe that this is from God. And so the vision that we want to share with you tonight is that one of the next thing that's on the cards for our church is this. This is our vision, is to plant a second church in the Stratford-Burled area. Right? Now, it sounds really big, right? And it is really big because churches don't plant churches. But healthy churches plant churches. Healthy things um, multiply. And so that's the first story. And that's something that is... Exciting for all of us, um, but unless you live in Stratfield and Burwood um, within a five-kilometer radius, um, you're not allowed to come. <laughs> that's, that's my rule, because Chatswood needs to keep going too. We can't really lose anyone from Chatswood. Um, and we thought, okay, great. That's a great vision from God. Um, we don't know what it's going to look like, but that's something great. That's exciting. And then we move to story two. Okay? We thought that was it. Okay? So here's story two. Oh, sorry. Why? Why are we doing this? Growing number of our congregation are traveling in from the area. We want to better cater for um, this part of our congregation and we want to help them make an impact in their local community. Like Abs was saying, we want to help Abs be a part of his local community. We want people to be active in their local community and that's why we picked that up so story two i think it is okay i really like the background as well it feels like star wars okay in the while this is happening i get introduced to a church called the burwood church of christ the burwood church of christ the church of christ is part of our movement okay so it's pretty much just, this is Chatsu Church of Christ. Burl Church of Christ is in Burl. Genius, right? This is the Burl Church of Christ. It looks um, relatively modern, um, a little bit smaller than here. Um, it is, I don't know what the next slide is. Okay. It's, it's a church that's 99 years old. Next year, they would have celebrated 100 years. That's amazing. This church is 105 years old five something like that. Not this building. The building's only 30 years. Don't worry, guys. You know, OHS. Um, same with Bird. Bird established 99 years ago. I'm not sure how old the building is, but we're having these conversations with the pastor there, and we found out that currently they have only 10 to maybe 15 people in their congregation. They used to be a very healthy, vibrant, diverse church maybe 10, 15 years ago, but I don't know what happened, but it just went into decline. It's an older church, um, you know, it's just where they're at. And one of the crazy things was they've been praying, and this is what the pastor said, they've been praying for revival or renewal in their church, but just don't know what that looks like, right? What's next slide? So, this is their thing a multicultural community of fresh hope. It just sounds normal, right? Um, how far is it? I think the next one is the map. Oh, no, that's the inside. It sits about 100, 100, 110 inside. Very comfortable chairs, more comfortable than here. Um, it's a five minute walk from the station. If you get out the station, if you know Bird, um, you turn right to go to Westfield. But this, you turn left, and you go up the road, and it's two blocks. I, I, I told our guys, you can throw rocks from the station. It's, it's 400 meters, and I realize you can't throw rocks 400 meters. It's five-minute walk from the station, this church, right? So... We're having these conversations, right? Chapel, Burwood Church of Christ, and Fresh Hope, head office, right? And we're having these conversations with the three of us. And so on the 4th of August, Burwood actually invited um, the the chapel service team, so some of us, to go down to run a service. Because they wanted to be like, well, what would it look like? if this young church in Chatswood came and started a new church. And so we went down, 4th of August, and this is what it was. I got to preach. Our team led um, worship. There was about 40 people there that day, about 20 of us, uh, about 10 from there, and then about 10 guests from Fresh Hope, something like that. Um, and and so that, that, that happened. And then after that, um, I don't know what the next slide is. Right. After that, they needed to work out whether they wanted to invite us in or not. Right? And so this is the really big news. This is the second big news today, is that this morning, this morning their members got together and voted and they all signed on to say that that Burl Church of Christ will become the next Chapel Sydney. This is the letter, the email that I got. Um, this is to let you all officially know that at a meeting held today, the members of Burwood Church of Christ decided by vote to invite Pastor Stephen and the chapel to plant a new church at Burl Church of Christ. As the leadership of Burwood Church of Christ, we are pleased to let you know that the vote was 100% unanimous decision in favor of the invitation, 100%. Every one of their members voted for this to happen. Now you got to understand what this means. They, they, they voted to close their church. That's what they voted for. They didn't vote that we would come and and become the Burwood Church of Christ. They voted that Burwood Church of Christ would close. And you think about that. That's a big vote. That's a heartbreaking vote, really. But they came to a place where they realized that this is what God was doing. Now, I received this at about 2.30 today. So I'm still buzzing. This is is one of the final pieces of the puzzle. And for them to come back and say 100% voted just shows that this is what God is doing. This is what God is doing. Um, I don't know what the next slide is. Right. So how is it going to work? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to create a core team, okay? Um, there are going to be three types of people that come to Burled. Firstly, there are going to be some of us that come from the Chapel, Sydney. Uh, we might actually have to change the name of this church to the Chapel Chatswood. I don't know. We're going to work out those bits and pieces later, okay? But there's going to be some of us that are going to go from here down to Burled, right? So obviously, the guys that come from Burled or Stratfield, you know, and they're, they're like, you know, Hallelujah they don't have to drive halfway across Sydney to to come to church um, Abs Abs is you know he he lives five minutes from the church he's so he was so excited um, but it will still be one church okay It's still one church and that's why there's still governance the board will still be our board right so that's our board Dave, James and Tony. Um, the chapel board will now be overlooking both sites. Okay, still one church, but just two campuses, pretty much. Okay, um, so that's what it's going to start to look like. Um, timeline: I think Burwood will continue to meet till the end of this year, and then they'll have their final service at the end of this year, and then they'll, you know, we'll celebrate with them, and then the church will close for a little bit, and then when we are ready to launch, we will publicly launch our service and our ministries in Burwood. But before we do that, we'll invite everyone down. We'll go and have some big celebrations down there as well. Um, It's not like we're starting this next week, okay? This is uh, something that we've learned from new churches is you need to give nine months in the womb. You know, like when you you have a baby, the the best thing for the baby is for the baby to spend as much time with mom. Like if you you get the baby out early, there's more risk of complication. And that's what we're finding with with even new churches is you need to prepare well. You need to prepare well, do the work. That's one of the reasons why Mel and I were flying over to the States is to go and learn from Pastor Ray, his church. Because his church has two campuses too. And so we're going to go learn what does that look like? How does the staffing work? How does the ministry work? And so this is really big stuff. Like we're still at a stage where Asian Australians, okay, in Sydney, okay, we're still at the stage where the Asian Australians are planting churches, right? One-offs. They're just going to plant their church. There's no, like, there there aren't that many Asian Australian churches that have planted and have grown enough in size or in vision to be able to then plant out for another one. And so, what's really difficult is we don't have that many models to look at in Australia to go, how do we do this? We're gonna have to look at the states, and that's why we're traveling. But this is exciting stuff. What's crazy is there's actually another story. Uh, Four that I'm not going to share with you today, but I actually have another site. I I actually have our next church plant ready to go, too. I don't know how it works, but I got a suburb. That's all I got right now. But I, I reckon that's probably, you know, a few years down the track. Okay. This is exciting stuff. It's big stuff. This is like if you're at home and your parents are like, we're moving house. You know, that's a big deal. You know, you have to pack up all your stuff. You have to go to a new school. You have to go to... This is a big deal for us. And I hope that you see this. I hope that, I hope that you see God in this. There's so many other bits and pieces that I haven't shared along the way just because we don't have time. So many other bits and pieces. Right, so where do we go? So, how do we finance a new church? I know some of you are like... Why are we even talking about this? Well, because money is necessary. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Nothing in this world is free, in this world anyway. Our plan is this. We want to raise $150,000 because we think that it's going to cost us $150,000, right? And that's staffing, operations. All your legal stuff, all your documents, right? That's actually very little if you think about it. It's fifty thousand a year, right? But the reason why we want to raise three years' worth in one go is because we believe that it takes—it's going to take us three years to find our feet, to settle down, and to get things rolling, right? So that's the big plan for finance. Now, how do we want to finance this? Okay, there are three ways that we want to finance this. We want to go thirds. Okay, so firstly, the first third, fifty thousand dollars, the chat, the the Chapel Sydney Chatswood, that's you guys. Now you gotta understand that church is the daughter church of this church. So the parents have to be responsible, right? The parents have to be responsible, right? Now fifty thousand of it, okay? We believe that this church should raise, okay? Now. How's that going to be raised? Firstly, even right now, when you guys give, right, and this is our offering, when you guys give every week, right, 10% of every dollar that comes in, 10% of that goes into a different bank account. And we call that the tithe account or the missions account. And we use that money, 10%, right, for helping people outside of our church, whether it be local, whether it be in Cambodia, you know, uh, homeless people, you know, social stuff, ten percent. So you know, if we gave a hundred thousand last year, which we did, ten thousand dollars went to the side. Our church we survived on ninety thousand, okay, and then ten percent went to serving other people outside of our church. Now, what we've decided at the board is we're going to split that in half and 5% is still going to go to missions and to local community stuff but 5% of it is going to go to church planting so 5% of that money is has already started to funnel into that 50,000 the second way that we're going to raise it is this month we have a program called spring sowing every spring every september we come up with a project uh, sometimes it's a money project sometimes it's a time project and we really sow into the future And this year, and I'll introduce the project to you, but that's the other way. Now, that's one third. The other third, one one, one other third, external grants. Um, Fresh Hope, I'll tell you the story about Fresh Hope. June 1, my wife and I say, okay, in June, we really want to pray. We really want to pray about this. So we're like, we're going to fast and pray. June 1, right? That was a Monday, June 1. June 2, I get a message from Fresh Hope head office, right? The guy who heads pioneering the new churches. And he goes, hey, FYI, I put a proposal in on your behalf of the new church in Burwood. And tentatively, $30,000 has been approved. And I hadn't lifted a finger. And I'm like, wow. Just like that, $30,000. But the other 20, we're going to be applying for community grants. Other churches have grants. Other churches have have mission funds. And we're going to be asking them, hey, would you like to support us? New church in build. And then the final third, and I think this is an important third, is personal fundraising by my wife and me. We believe that we need to be responsible as the leaders of the church and leaders of the new church, and we need to take responsibility, right, for the finances as well. We can't just go, hey, you guys need to raise the money, and we sit back and just not don't do anything. And so my wife and I are personally, we're going to raise 50 grand ourselves. Now, you think about that, right? My wife and I, we're going to raise 50, and the rest of the church is going to raise 50. A little bit unbalanced, right? That's why... Your 50 should be easy. Okay, My, our 50 is going to be easy too because it's all God, right? It's all God. But don't think of these as big numbers. They're really not because this is over three years, right? It's over three years, but we want to try to bang it all in one go. So, this is our spring sowing project for 2019. And the theme of our project this year is build God's house. Cause that's what we're doing. We're going to build, we're going to, we're going to invest into God's house and build. The target, straight out, 20k. Is it doable? Of course it is. Of course it is. Now, why not 50k? Why not 100k? Because we have sat down with our finance guys and we have looked at the figures, and that's exactly what we need. Nothing more, nothing less. Of course, if we have more, there's more things we can do. But we don't want to just go, hey, 100,000 and put the burden over on. Everyone. No, this, we're being very responsible. And that's the exact matter. So, what we're going to do is we're going to pray this month. And this is what I'm asking you guys to do. We're going to pray this month. We're going to pray this month. We're going to pray this month. And then Sunday, September 29, one day, right? We're going to come and we're going to give on that day. Okay? So we're going to give give twice that day. You're going to give your normal offering. And then that day, we're going to do our spring sowing offering. I'll talk more about that. And then to make it even easier, we're actually going to accept pledges this year. Maybe you can't do $100 right now. But maybe you can do $10 for the next 10 months. Well, we're going to let you sign in on that. And then our finance guys will keep you accountable for that. That's our project this year. Two years ago, we did a project for $10,000 to bring on Pastor May. God blew our minds. $11,000. That's why Pastor May is here. All the ministries, all the people that have been affected uh, because of Pastor May, it's because people gave. Okay? So that's coming out. I'm going to talk more about that in the next few weeks as well. Okay. Now, This is where I want to uh, finish up. The tabernacle is in the Old Testament. Uh, This was the symbol of God's house before the temple. Now, we all know the grand, glorious temple, Solomon's temple that he built for God. And the temple was the house of God. The temple was where God was. God dwelt. God stayed. and, and, And that's where the priests were. And they'd do the sacrifices there. Now, before it was a grand, glorious temple, it was this. It was called the tabernacle. And it was pretty much a portable tent where the Israelites would walk around and the priests would carry this and everywhere they would stop, they would set it up and this would be where God dwelt. This would be the sign of where God was. This was the holy of holies. Now, in Exodus 35, um, they're going to build this tabernacle. And Moses, the leader of the Israelites, he's going to call out to the people of Israel And say, look guys, we need to build this. And just because of time, I'm not going to read the whole passage. But let me just read some key verses. Verse 4 and 5. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, This is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have taken offering for the Lord, everyone who is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering. Right? So he's being very intentional. Very intentional about what God is asking. Verse 10. All who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded them. So it wasn't just about finance. Building God's house isn't just about money. But it's about skill. It's about what you have in your hands. And then finally, verse 20, then the whole Israelite community withdrew withdrew from Moses' presence and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting for all its service and for the sacred garments. And that was the response of the Israelites. Now there's some really key words in this verse. Everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering. Moses gave the invitation to the whole Israelite community. One of the exciting things about Bird is it's one of the first times that my wife and I have shared this with our children. And we've asked them, hey, this is what we believe God is saying. What do you think? And so we've taken them to Bird. So now sometimes when we go to the kids' kids, we're going to church, they ask, which one? (laughs) Chasur or Bird? This is just going to get confusing for them. Right? I believe that my children are going to get involved in building God's house in Bird. See, the people in Israel, they came, they gave willingly their possession, their time and their skills to build the house of God, the first house of God, the tabernacle. Now, this is where I want to land the plane today. I found some old photos of Burd, Right, This is the main road. Right, This is looking up from Westfield, sort of, right? I don't know how old this. I think this I think they said it was 1920. So it's around the time that the church was built. I couldn't find the picture of the old church. Alright? And then there's this one, this photo you guys should know. It's a station. All right? You guys, most people have been to Burl's Station, you know that's just underneath the bridge, and that's what it looked like in 1920. The thing about Burl Church of Christ is this 99 years ago. 99 years ago, a group of Christians got together that didn't have a church, that didn't have a building. And they got together, and they had a heart for God. And they said, you know what? We should build a church. Now, we don't know why they built the church there. We don't know what the socio-demographics were. We don't know what kind of impact they were having in the community. But they weren't any more special than us. Just a bunch of ordinary people, probably just normal blue collar workers, just like us, families, you know, some students, some singles, some marrieds. 99 years ago, they got together and through their possessions, their time, and their skills, they built that church. They started the church in Burwood. 99 years ago, a group of people were obedient to what God called them to do. Six years ago, this church was built. Now, I'm telling you, it wasn't extravagant at all. It wasn't some grand vision, but it was obedience of a bunch of people that knew that church had to continue. Nothing special, just obedience. 99 years ago, six years ago, 99 years on from Burwood, we have the opportunity as just another group of people living in another generation to build God's house in that place for the sake of the local people and the local community so that they would come to know God more, so that God's house would be built. Of course, the needs are different. The surroundings are different. But what if we were to say tonight, hey, this is the opportunity. This is where God's leading us. Because I think it's very obvious that this is where God is leading us. What if we were that group that was going to build the church for the next 99 years in Bird? It said, whether you go to Bird or stay here, it doesn't matter. It's the one church. But we have an opportunity to be obedient to God with our finances, with our time, with our skills. To build another house for God in Burled so that people that don't know God, people who need to hear God, but they wouldn't come all the way to Chatsworth, that they can hear him and know more about him in Bird. That's the opportunity on our doorstep, my friends. That's why I'm so excited. This is, this is going to go public tonight. All right? That's what's going on on Instagram. And I don't know, what's sad is, right, our church Instagram has about 300 followers. All right? And that's okay, but I have 1,000. Okay? (laughs) So this is going on mine, right? I promise you, once this goes up, there's going to be people asking, what's going on? And that's all I'm going to say. We're going to build God's house and build. I hope you're excited about this. It's not just about me. It's not just about our leadership. This is about our whole community. And what Spring Sowing is this year, it's an opportunity for every single one of us to just jump in and do our part to build God's house. Cool? All right, I'm going to pray.